welcome to Unplanned Podency, the internet podcast, podcast internet. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And Chris, what did you do this week and how was it? Uh, well, last week I took a vacation um, and it was nice. I sat around, didn't do much, played video games. Uh, and that was <laughs> really about it. It was really relaxing and I really needed it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Staycations are better than vacations. Staycations are amazing. When you get to the end of a vacation, you're like, I need a whole staycation to recuperate from my vacation. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to get too far off tangent, but vacations are not relaxing. Yeah. That's how we end up with like 10 minute intros because you say something and then I'm like, you know, about that. Let's just talk about that. Um, No. I also had a vacation. Yeah. It wasn't a staycation. I went to Montana. It was great. I saw my aunt and uncle. They're great. The Missoula, Montana, fantastic place. It really Pretty is. Pretty great. I really like it. The nature's awesome. The t- the city itself is awesome. If you ever have the chance to visit Missoula, Montana, fucking do it. Because I I haven't found a bad thing to say about it. Oh. Um, I've been well, there several so times. You love it so much, you marry it. Because uh, it's really expensive uh. out there. <laughs> and it would probably be to an expensive wedding. Oh. Um, with a lot of people. Fancy bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, what's our topic hey. this week? Well, Matt, this week we're doing something that I am dubbing hashtag hot takes. Hashtag hot takes. Okay. Uh, it's a game. We're going to play a little bit of a game, <laughs> and the concept's real simple. I'm I went nervous on... about this. <laughs> I went on Twitter. I mm. got 10 hot takes. Okay. And I'm going to read one to you. And all you have to do is decide if you want to be for the hot take or against the hot take. And then we're going to have a little bit of a debate. Okay. All right. I That's good. Because I thought you were about to ask me for my hot takes. And I was like, let's not get canceled on the 15th episode. You're right. Uh, also, <laughs> just hashtag hot takes. Not a good title for a segment. Hashtag hot take debates. Way better. Oh, yeah. And that'll like rhymes and stuff yeah oh, hot take yeah. debates let me let me redo that let me redo that song hashtag hot take debates yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. Okay. all right matt uh first hot take and you get to choose the pro or the con or the negative is it pro and negative for debate doesn't matter for or against and then okay. at the end of this after we have this debate we'll actually uh, say our real stance on it. That way, we have some clarification. Wait, so you have to pick? We have to pick opposing opposing yes. sides, like a debate. Ha- yeah, like a debate team. Yep. Okay. All right, you ready? So, should we take turns getting to nah. choose first? Nah, it doesn't matter. Okay. Hey, the, okay. it's fine that you choose first. All right. So, All right. first hot take: uh-huh. chocolate cake is bad. I'm in favor of this one. You're you're gonna yeah, you're I'm, gonna. I'm go- I'll argue for this one. All right, and so I will argue against chocolate cake is bad, and uh, I think the pro of the stance okay. should always go first. So that would put you first. Okay, fair enough. All right, chocolate cake is bad because cake is bad, and I let me c- clarify a little bit. Most cake is bad. Uh-huh. I've had cake before, like at a wedding that's done really well, like. I had a friend who had a wedding not that long ago, and they had cookie dough cake, and it was really moist, 
and it was good, but it was an exception. Most of the time, cake is just dry and it does and doesn't taste like anything. Like there are a million better confect like baked goods than cake. Donuts are better than cake. Uh, like croissants are better than cake. Even cupcakes are better than cake because they have them. It's easier to make them more consistent because they're not huge and like these massive baking undertakings. And then on top of that, chocolate just makes it worse. I I feel like chocolate cake is usually worse than vanilla or like wedding cake. And I I don't know if that's because of the chocolate. I don't know if the chocolate makes it worse and makes it dry, or if the chocolatey taste when you have a dry cake and the cho- you're like you, when you bite into something chocolatey, like a chocolate bar or something, or fudge or something, you're expecting a certain degree of moistness that just mm-hmm. is not there with most cakes. Okay. So I think there's I think when you take a, like a ran- large enough random sampling of cakes. Most of them are going to be bad, and there's going to be a higher ratio of bad chocolate cakes to van- like bad vanilla cakes. Well, okay. My opponent would base his entire argument on cakes being dry, but not all cakes are dry. He admitted this, admitted this himself. He mm. said that he had a good cake. So not all cakes are dry. It depends who makes the cake. So I I think your argument that cakes are dry, really, that's all about who makes the cake and that's who fair. is the the confectioner or the baker themselves. Uh, in terms of chocolate cake, who doesn't like chocolate? Everyone loves chocolate. Comes from a bean. It's delicious. <laughs> it makes cocoa drinks, uh, mm. chocolate protein drinks. Uh, mm. Chocolate isn't everything. It represents Valentine's Day. Chocolate is okay, the treat <laughs> of love. Um, I think that chocolate cake is the most superior cake because not only not only do people in general love sweets, people love bread. And what is cake if not sweet bread? And people love sugar. They drink it in their sodas. They put it in their coffee, and frosting is made of sugar. You add chocolate to that, which everyone loves for uh, special occasions, and you just have a delicious, chocolatey goodness cake. And if it's made correctly, and I I will give you the point that some cakes are not made well, and they are not moist, and they are incredibly dry, but a well-made chocolate cake is a great confection. Okay. So, chocolate-filled bread is a thing. You don't need cake to have bread and chocolate. And those are things I like. Like, if you take a croissant that's filled with chocolate, that can be fantastic. A chocolate, like a chocolate chip muffin, also fantastic. Um, Chocolate cake is worse than both of those things. Because I find something that is chocolatey all the way through to just to actually be kind of revolting. Like, I prefer vanilla as a flavor to begin with, and it's scientifically proven that vanilla is a more complex flavor than chocolate. So, Oh, okay. So, on, but on top of that, like, so, and maybe it's for that reason that I find things that are just a consistent chocolate taste all the way through kind of revolting. 
Um, it's like there's no there's no difference in texture. There's no difference in taste because the like the chocolate consistency all the way through a chocolate cake is usually the same. Whereas if you bite into something that's vanilla that has vanilla in it, you hit like these patches of like higher concentrations of vanilla and stuff. And so it's not as uninteresting and consistent an experience all the way through. And I prefer that. Okay, well, to your point of consistency, uh, chocolate frosting is a very different consistency to the chocolate sponge within the cake itself. You get that creamy texture versus that spongy texture. I claim that there is a difference in consistency when eating a chocolate cake. The top part of the cake, very different from the middle part of the cake. Um, I think that that is a difference in texture. As to the revolting nature of having chocolate all the way through, you don't complain about eating a chocolate bar and being like, oh, it's just all chocolate. Of course it's all chocolate. It's a chocolate bar. So I don't like I, just sitting there eating a chocolate bar, though. I'd much rather eat one of those cookies and cream chocolate bars that have, like, the crunchy bits in them. Well, and let me tell you something. I, I, I've got to say that chocolate cake is a great cake that deserves to be served on birthdays, and it should be <laughs> the birthday flavor, not birthday flavor. What is birthday flavor? Chocolate cake is the superior flavored cake. Isn't Matt, birthday cake just vanilla cake with sprinkles inside of it? Well, maybe, but that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you have any closing statements on chocolate cake is bad? Well, don't we have to decide on winner? I mean, I'm okay. Uh, I'll just I- admit that I just don't like cake very much. And on my birthdays throughout the entirety of. Fuck, I'm about to. <laughs> I'm about to just delete myself from this argument because <laughs> all of my birthdays throughout childhood, I, we didn't have a cake. We had brownies, which are chocolate. <laughs> But they're better than chocolate cake. I just don't like cake, and I'm ready, and I'm I'm willing to just concede that I'm a Grinch, and I just don't like cake, and maybe it's a me problem and not a chocolate cake problem. <laughs> well, but... Matt, um, I I I don't know if we have to decide a winner on each topic, but uh, to state my actual opinion, I hate chocolate cake as well. Okay. Okay. I think both branches. I think what you stated is absolutely true. Cake is traditionally dry, chocolate flavor being all the way through something is terrible. There (laughs) is no difference. You don't get any breakup in the flavor. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh I trying to defend this stance hard as hell or the (laughs) opposition to this hard as hell chocolate cake's an awful type of cake and cake in general is bad pie is way better yeah yeah no this is this hot take is not a hot take (laughs) this is just truth no that's i think people think they like cake because it happens on special occasions yeah but it's such an unspecial treat yeah yeah i think if if everybody just had regular access to cake and it was just a normal thing, I think more people would hate it. Yeah, it's it's just such a cheap treat that people make it for everything. It's just not good. I yeah, I'd rather them just hand out bowls of ice cream or something. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right, next one. Here we go. Men and women can't be platonic friends or 
let me say that again because I think I said friends wrong. Men and women can't be platonic friends. Do you want to take the stance against that oh, or for that? Oh, God. Against. You're going to be against men and women. I'm going to be against that statement, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to be pro men and women can't be platonic friends. All right. Um all right. So, uh I don't think men and women can be platonic friends. I think whenever a man and a woman that uh get together and spend time around each other, they will eventually find some kind of mutual attraction to each other. Uh all you have to do is look at TV shows like Friends where they all started as friends, but four of them ended up together out of six. That right there is sitcom proof that people can't be platonic friends. Um, I think unless uh, the man or the woman are already in a relationship, that um, it's going to end up getting somewhat awkward sometimes and you're going to find one person or the other is going to find themselves attracted to the other person and things are just going to get hot and steamy um yeah i i don't think that uh men and women can be friends without getting sexy okay you set me up for an easy win here because there's a I could go on and on and make a bunch of different arguments about this, but I think the easiest, most cut and dry argument is gay men and gay women. All men aren't necessarily attracted to women, and all women aren't necessarily attracted to men. And lots of gay dudes have lots of female friends. And I think that's all that has to be said. I think that. I think we should move on to another topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with this topic. Um, that one's, I think that one's kind of really narrow-minded, and I think you pointed that out perfectly. Um, yeah, in situations with gay women and gay men, that is definitely uh, <laughs> a very obvious exception to it, and I just think in general that this just isn't true i think that there's i think there's an inkling of truth in there and that like a lot of close relationships end up going further and that it's more difficult to have a close relationship with somebody of the opposite sex as long as you're both heterosexual but it's not impossible by any means i know people that have had lifelong friends of the opposite sex yeah both, yeah it's it's just bullshit yeah i definitely think that like what you said um anytime you're exposed to people for a long period of time you will grow affectionate toward that person right um just in general but that goes for men with men women with women opposite genders you do get a sense of affection for each other but that that affection doesn't necessarily have to be physical attraction. Um, you will become more accum- uh, accustomed to their features and find their features more appealing because you spend time around those features, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to lead to uh, physical acts of getting down. Um, physical acts of getting down. No. Yeah. Uh, uh. So I, I, I just, I think that this one's pretty outlandish. 
in general, and this hot take has no legs to stand on. No, it's a hot take, and it's a stupid because it's a stupid take. It's a stupid take. All right, moving on. Winter and summer suck. Spring is the only good season. I'm arguing against this one too. Okay, I will argue for this, so I will go first. Winter and summer do suck. Winter is too fucking cold, and summer is too fucking hot. There are no benefits to summer and winter. They're awful. Winter hits, you're like, oh, I gotta run the heater all fucking season long. It's gonna cost me more money to keep my house warm so I don't freeze to death. When you go outside, you have to shovel snow off your car. You have to shovel your driveway. You've got to drive slower. You've got to salt your walkways. Winter is a pain in the ass. Just putting on the amount of clothes to stay warm when you go outside is a hassle. And then you get outside and you're wearing all these layers to stay warm. Your face is still fucking cold, but then your feet and like balls start to sweat because you're wearing too <laughs> much clothing. So now you're hot in the taint, but you got a cold face and you just want to put your face in your own taint and it's awful. It's You want nothing more to be inside, but even inside, it's either too hot or too cold because the temperature never gets quite right. Summer, on the opposite end, same deal. You want to go outside? Well, guess what? The sun's beating down and your skin's going to get burned if you have no layers on covering your skin. But you don't want to wear layers because it's 102 degrees out and you don't want to sweat your ass off. And you're like, well, it's nice weather. I could go for a swim or a jog or a bike. But no, it's too fucking hot. You'll dehydrate and all you want to do is lay inside and be comfortable. Summer sucks. You get sticky. You get hot. Bugs come out during the summer, and mosquitoes bite you during the summer. It's awful. Who wants to be bitten by bugs the entire fucking season? Spring is amazing. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. There's not too many bugs. Flowers are out. It smells great. You can go outside. You can do anything during spring. Can you go mountain boarding? Sure can. If you go to the right areas of the United States or other parts of the world, you can go swimming. Spring is amazing. Okay. All right. Some of the points that you made were valid. Okay. I will start off by saying that unless you're in school and you don't have a job, summer is terrible. It's fucking terrible. There's nothing good about summer. I hate summer. It is hot. You, especially in the south, the, like in the southern United States or in like the southern parts of the Midwest, summer is fucking terrible. It's humid. You walk outside. You immediately start sweating. You got gooch st- sweat going on. <laughs> like three hours into your day, even if you showered at the beginning of the day, your ball sack is smelling. It's terrible. It's, and like you said, bugs come out. They start biting you. I, the only good thing about summer in my opinion, the only good thing about summer is that the sun is out longer and you have more daylight hours to do things if you need to do things outside. That's about it. But we've already been over in a previous episode that both of us prefer darkness anyway, so it's even arguable if that's a benefit. It's No, summer sucks. It's, it's too hot. Yeah, summer so, feels like. So I'll agree there. Where the this argument falls apart for me is... There's a couple of places where this argument falls apart for me. Winter doesn't suck. We, the snow can be annoying. 
that's for sure. If you got to go to work and your car's parked outside, then you got to go outside and you got to scrape out your, off your windshield and shit, like you were saying. That's a fair argument. But Christmas comes in, in winter. And if you don't like Christmas, you're just a Grinch. Or you just have too many kids in your family that you have to buy presents for, and it's just a really stressful time of year because of that. And I'll concede to that, but that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think Christmas is a good time of year. Um, I think that the snow, as long as you don't have any place to be, is fun. You get to make snowmen. You get to sled outside. You get to hang out inside next to the fireplace and look out the window at the white shit falling from the sky. I think winter is good. Um, Actually, well, there's three... Now that I think about it, there's three places where I think this hot take breaks down. The second place that this hot take breaks down is spring sucks too. Because the weather is decent. Like, that argument stands. You can go outside and not be too hot, not be too cold. You uh, don't have to put on, like, 50 layers to go outside and be comfortable. The place where spring sucks is the allergies. Oh, my God, the pollen and shit. Having to deal with that crap, it's annoying. Also, spring cleaning. Now, like, spring is where everything is starting to wake up. And you're like, man, now I have to do things now. Where I've been hibernating all winter. <laughs> I I think that winter is better than spring. Just because... Well, a lot of because I like to hang out inside. So, I don't like dealing with the allergies of spring. I don't... Nothing fun happens in spring either. Easter's a bullshit holiday. Easter sucks. Um... But Matt, you can get an Easter busket on Easter. Oh my fucking god. (laughs) 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 Anyway, the third and biggest place where this hot take breaks down is he didn't even mention fall, which is the best fuck or they, I'm sorry. I assume that this is a guy because it's such a stupid fucking take. They didn't even mention fall <laughs> because fall is the best season. Everything about fall is amazing. The weather is nice. The leaves are turning colors, so the outside looks pretty. It's not cold enough that you have to start worrying about snow and shit yet. So you don't have to worry about shoveling off your driveway, but you also don't have to worry about going outside into the gooch stank. And fall clothes are the best clothes. There's no more fashionable time of year than fall. You get to wear scarves. You get to wear light jackets. You like just look at any like fall season catalog. There's so much cool fashion, and also Halloween's dope. Pumpkins are dope. The in September, the pumpkin spice shit starts coming out, and people who say that they don't like pumpkin spice shit are just biased because they're like, "Oh, that's a, like a sorority girl, basic girl, white bitch thing." No, fuck you. Pumpkin spice shit's awesome. Pumpkin smelling shit is awesome. Everything about fall is amazing, and it's the best season. And so, therefore, 
This is a stupid take. Well, Matt, the thing is, you said hey, you already conceded that summer does suck. And I hear your points about winter, and Christmas is an amazing holiday, but is that enough to redeem winter? I don't know. Uh, in terms of spring and allergies, not everyone has allergies, so maybe that's a get over it. Just take your inhaler and your EpiPen and buck the fuck up, sunshine. <laughs> um, and then uh, fall? Fall is the season for emos. It, fall okay. is when everything dies, and the, the smell of fall is just the smell of death. It's things Ew. dying. <laughs> Death is beautiful. <laughs> People who love fall love the smell of death. Uh, and uh, again, Halloween. People who love Halloween, probably big old emos. So yeah, I guess if Wait, you want to say... That, I guess how if, is that an <laughs> argument for something being bad? <laughs> emos like it, and therefore it must be bad. What, what argument is that? <laughs> just it's just emos emos are the only people who love fall no then pumpkin spice everyone's tired of it everyone's had it uh you've you've drank it you've ate it it's in everything you want to have pumpkin spice cereal pumpkin spice coffee pumpkin spice donuts pumpkin spice cereal like come on we get it it exists. And pumpkin spice people aren't tired like of pumpkin. it. If people were tired of it, they'd stop selling these things. Tell Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts that people are tired of pumpkin spice and they're going to be like, nah, fuck you. We're going to start pumping <laughs> that shit out in late August. <laughs> the only people reason gonna... they keep selling it is because people keep buying it because advertising tells them to. You want to be popular? Drink pumpkin spice. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I I buy a bunch of pumpkin spice shit in fall, and it lasts me like in the summer. I'm still consuming leftover pumpkin spice <laughs> things that I bought the last fall <laughs> because I have a fuck ton of it, <coughs> and it's good. <laughs> it's good. You gotta understand. Um, all right. Actual takes on this. Um, no, I disagree with this. I don't. I don't, well, winter and summer, not great. Summer does suck. Winter is okay. Winter's okay. Again, the the holidays are really nice. I get a lot of time off work during the new year and Christmas break. Mm. That's amazing. We didn't bring that up. Uh, it's, winter break is fantastic. Spring is okay. It's temperate. But again, allergies really blow ass. Hate getting a stuffy nose just all fucking spring. That blows mm. ass. Fall is amazing. Fall is the best season by far. Yeah. Because pumpkin spice is delicious. Yeah. It's amazing. Smells great, too. It smells amazing. Yeah. And the smell of death is fantastic. It's fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. Like that first... That first time in September where it starts to cool down a little bit and you mm. walk outside and you smell that fall air starting to oh. waft in, you're oh man. It's so That's crisp. Such a sweet moment. Yeah. Oh fuck. Fuck. Making me making me hard for fall right now. Yeah. Hard for fall. Put it on a <laughs> shirt. Bam, right there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Not a good hot take. They're wrong. Yeah. They were wrong for sure. It's wrong. All right, Matt. Next one. 
biking and walking are superior to driving. Oh, I'm going to let you pick first. All right. Um, I'm going to take the opposition on this one. You're going to say driving is better? Yep. Okay. Hit me with it. Oh, well, you're the pro. So oh, wait, no, right, yeah, okay. Um, so, biking and walking are superior to driving because you get exercise, first and foremost, and I think that's probably where this person's coming from, is that if you bike and you walk, you get from point A to point B, and you've burned some calories, and you've built up some leg muscles, and so it's just generally better for your health. Uh, the second way that it's better than driving is that it's better for the environment. You're not burning fossil fuels to get from where you're going, or, or where you're coming from to where you're going. That's good, because I don't know if you've checked the news lately, but the heat waves are rolling in, and the climate, the situation with the climate is not only as bad as scientists have warned us for the last several decades that it was going to be, it's worse. Temperatures in places are hitting levels that they didn't think that they were going to be hitting until like 2040 or 2050. So everything that you've heard about the climate being bad, uh, it's even worse than that, apparently. So that's a selling point to not driving your car. Uh, the third way that driving and walking is better, or, I'm sorry, riding a bike and walking is better, is that you slow down, and you enjoy your surroundings, and you don't have to be stuck in traffic, honking at people, people honking at you, you don't have to navigate intersections, you don't have to pilot a ten, like a two-ton death trap that can kill people, it removes anxiety from your life um and then the fourth way that it's better is that oh there doesn't have to be a road you can just walk or bike places where there aren't roads i mean i guess you can drive where there are not roads but if you take a car just like off into like off into some random grass or something uh you're probably gonna get in trouble and at the very least people are gonna look at you funny um, and wonder what the fuck's going on. But if you just take a bike off into some grass, or walk off into some grass, unless you're trespassing and the person who owns the property cares about you trespassing, it's not a big deal. So that's the fourth way. <laughs> um, and therefore, I think that it's better. <laughs> and uh, therefore, I <laughs> think it's better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh Barry. <laughs> that's my stance. It's better. Um but that's that's just false. It's not better. Now, let me lay you down some hard facts. How are okay. you going to get from Michigan to California walking, riding a bike? You're not you're not going to get there. You're going to fly. Someone's going to drive that plane or you're going to drive a motor vehicle. Long form transportation or long distance transportation has to be done through driving. Can't bike it, can't walk it. Maybe you could bike it, but that's going to take you a real long time and you're going to get real tired. Short distances. You could be like, hey, I want to go down the street 
and get lunch. And you're going to walk it, and it's going to take you 30 minutes to get there. You could just hop in your car, be there in five minutes, get through the drive-thru, get home. Boom, bang, done. Uh, while you're driving, you can listen to music in your car. You can listen to podcasts while you're driving, such as Unplanned Potency. If you've never heard of it, True. maybe check it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you want to avoid roads while you're driving? Get a fucking golf cart. You can drive those on grass. People do it all the time on golf courses. Get a dirt bike. Doesn't have to be on a road. Can go through grass. Motor vehicles were invented for a reason. It's because they are superior to manual transportation. Your legs gonna get real tired biking. <laughs> Your feet gonna get real sore walking. You know what? You don't get sore driving. I mean, unless it's like you drive for a real long time and get like a butt sore. But hey, maybe stand up every yeah. once in a while. In the car. In the car. Just, <laughs> just. Get in the back while you're just put that fucker on autopilot, hop in the back, <laughs> lay down, stretch out your legs. Tesla's got you covered. Thanks, Elon. Thanks, Elon. Come to come to Chris's private island. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elon. Uh, real takes about this. I think we're both right. Oh, and I think it take? depends on the situation. Yeah, no, it's one hundred percent. This is so extreme; it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, short for short distances. If it's a if it's a distance that I can walk, and at least in fifteen minutes or less, I would much prefer to walk. Yeah, because I because like what I, I I was legit about driving being stressful. It is stressful. Oh, it is. Yeah. For for no reason. If you're just driving down the street, there's no point in doing it. Just fucking walk. Yeah. Uh, um, and then the exercise is is a real point too. But yeah, if you're going long distances, it's just not feasible. Yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, I think what this person was probably getting at, um, was that for distances that are convenient to walk or ride a bike, that it's bet that it's superior. And I don't think I disagree with that. Uh, yeah, uh, I definitely, I, I agree with that. And I think in terms of like relaxation and just slowing down and just enjoying your time, I, I definitely think that applies too. Just going out for a walk or a bike ride is really therapeutic for the mind. It helps get some stress out because you're getting that exercise in, you're moving, you're seeing new things besides just like a static environment. Because when you're driving, you're just sitting in a car. Like, yeah. it's still a static environment with that's moving through the world. But when you're actually, like, walking or biking, you're moving through the world. It's really stress-relieving. Um, but absolutely, for large distances, you're going to drive. You have to drive. It's not feasible to cross the state on a fucking bike on a normal basis. Yeah. I will say that some people seem insistent on biking in places where it's not appropriate. Mm. Like back roads in small towns where it's like a 30 minute bike ride to town and you are causing issues with traffic. Yeah. And you're going to be hot and sweaty by the time you get to wherever you're going. Like, yeah, don't do that. There are, there are people who will argue that that's better. And like, okay, I guess. Like, if you're willing, if you're willing to do that 
for the sake of the planet or your fitness or whatever, okay. It annoys me that it fucks up traffic. And then those people get up in arms about like, well, if you just did the same thing I was doing, then there wouldn't be any traffic to disrupt. Not all those cars that are passing you are going where you're going. They might be going two hours down the road or whatever, or hauling something that they couldn't carry on the back of a bicycle. Like, uh, cyclists, there's a certain group of cyclists who annoy me. Just conform to my my way (laughs) and it will be fine. No, I absolutely agree with you. Um, Don't block traffic as a pedestrian or a biker. Don't do it. Not cool. Get off the fucking road. All right. This next one is academia is not the most exploitative industry. I want to know the context for someone feeling like they needed to drop this hot take. Well... There is no context. Uh, okay. Um, academia is not the most exploitative industry. Is that what you said? Yep. What is it exploiting? I guess that comes up in the argument, doesn't it? It sure does. Um, okay. I'll argue in favor of this one. Okay. Well, go ahead. Argue that academia is not the most exploitative industry. Well. I understand probably where this is coming from in the sense that, like, there are universities that take kids' money and give them a bullshit degree that is really worth nothing, and they get out in a bunch of debt, and they have no future prospects. There are definitely industries that are more exploit exploitative. exploitative. Um, I think we've all seen the protests against Hershey's and against Nike, and the child labor that they use to build those products cheaply so that they can sell them to Americans for less than they otherwise could if they paid people a reasonable wage or a livable wage to make those products. Or, at the very least, they sell them at the same price point that they would otherwise sell them if they paid people a reasonable wage, but the executives and the companies get to take a higher cut of the profits because they pay child laborers and poverty level wages in poor countries to make those products for pennies on the dollar. Um, and I think that's worse. That's just worse. <laughs> I don't see any way that you can slice it that at least... <sighs> It's fucked up that some universities or that colleges sell people false hopes on something and take their money to basically give them something that is not of the same value that they made it out to be. Um, I think, though, at least those universities are in some way doing what they promised. They're still giving you some sort of education. And you can make something of that if you want to. You can still learn something. Even if you're in some bullshit class, biology 101 or philosophy 101 or whatever, you can still make something out of it. I don't see any way that you can slice it that it's not fucked up that Nike pays poverty wages in poverty-stricken countries to make products that they could make through more expensive means somewhere else 
and probably sell at the same price point and still make money. I don't see that there's any way that that's that you can slice it that that's not fucked up. Well, Matt, while you are stating that child labor is more fucked up than what academia does, I would argue that what <laughs> academia does is another form of child abuse. They take kids who are okay. 16, 17 years old, force them to make a life decision about spending tens of thousands of dollars before they have any knowledge of what money is and ask them to just give give it up to come to their institutions. How is that not exploiting children? Sure seems like it to me. They're not adults. So what's worse, giving kids jobs for low wages or just <laughs> robbing kids of their money? I don't know. One seems like they're benefiting the children in some sort of way, but maybe giving them a degree is a benefit but it doesn't mean it's going to be a good degree and it doesn't mean they're going to be able to use the degree. A lot of colleges will lure people in and be like, hey, come get your film degree. Guess how many of those people probably end up in film? Almost none. They're probably going to end up being accountants or something after they get their film degree and just end up doing something else and having wasted four years on some bullshit degree. Um, academia, again, Makes you make a, a life decision real, real fucking early before you have any like knowledge of how the world works. Um, that seems real explo- exploitative. You know, just choose. Hey, you're 16, you're 17, just choose. Hey, hey, just make a life decision. Go on, do it. That's fucked up. You know what? Nike, those other places that use child labor, at least they're mm-hmm. still making shoes that you can wear, and that work. Is that any benefit to the kids? Uh, they get a paycheck. I say, before I say any of that, I hear your argument. I hear your argument wholeheartedly, and I will raise you the military. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid who's 16 or 17 years old, we have this program called the ROTC where you can sign up to get shot at for four years <laughs> and maybe not only end up on the other side of four years in insurmountable amounts of debt with no real real experience gained. Maybe you'll just be dead. Wouldn't that be great? Hey, now. Uh, you know, the thing is, the military... They pay. They you get out of the military, you get to retire at like the age of like forty two. That's real early retirement. Uh, they fund your children's schooling. You know why they fund your children's schooling? Because academia is exploitative. <laughs> uh, you might end up in a situation where you can retire real early if you're lucky to get out <laughs> without psychological issues without uh <laughs> socialization issues and trauma that pre- prevents you from uh re into civilian society um and then you just get abandoned by your country and the people that you served or that you thought you were serving 
And this argument may come across. Uh, there will be people who will be offended by this argument. I'm certain of that. Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't have anything against career long military people or people who have joined the military at all. I think. I think to some degree, what the military is important. Um, I think that the way the U.S. does military is exploitative of young adults, and I don't. <laughs> I think that's worse than academia. I just think it is. I think there are lots of kids who didn't have better prospects, who they swooped into some high school and signed them up to carry a gun and get shot at and take them away from their family and those kids deserve better and <laughs> again you're gonna have a hard time convincing me that putting kids in a classroom and making them pay money for something that's not gonna be that useful is much worse than that I don't uh, but academia <laughs> But academia puts kids <laughs> in dorm rooms uh, and where they are exposed to drugs and drinking and they don't do much. Of- I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not <laughs> We haven't been doing this, but I, I give up on this one. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't pretend that academia is the most exploitative because it's not. And just for clarification, the whole child labor thing is way different. Child labor is way worse than taking advantage of young adults. Taking advantage of young adults is bad, but making four-year-olds make shoes is way worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, That's pretty fucked up, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Gotta say, that's not right. All right, Matt. How's one more sound to you? That sounds great. All right, we've got a choice of a few here. So I'm going to let you choose this time. I'm going to read all the options to you, and you get to choose which one you want to do. And you get to choose your stance. All right? Here we go. So your first option, video game guides build a community for the game. Number two, pretty privilege is not real. Number three, there is too much there is too much sexual content on social media. Number 4, pineapple is good on pizza. And number 5, everyone should have to serve in the military at some point. Okay. Um I'm going to go with what was the second to last thing? Second to last thing is pineapple is good on pizza. No, okay, what was the one before that? There is too much sexual content on social oh. media. I'm going to argue against that. Uh, so I'm arguing for there's too much sexual... Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, when I get on Twitter, when I get on Facebook, when I get on Instagram and TikTok, you know what I'm constantly barraged by? Titties. Titties all the time. All I see is titties. It's just girls bouncing. It's girls jiggling. <laughs> it's girls in cosplay. You know what? Sometimes I just want to see a good old-fashioned DBZ video or, you know, some Marvel content. Someone talking about video games or movies. It'd be real nice to go on there and, like, look at that stuff. 
and like see something I'm interested in without seeing uh, like a woman bouncing or a dude will just like rip to the teeth with his V showing and the top of his cock out. Um, and <laughs> because you know what, I get on there to like look at like entertainment stuff and I start seeing like soft core porn and now I just want to jerk off. Now it's changing the flow of my day. <laughs> There's just too much of it. It's just constant barrage. Whether you're looking for it or not, you're just seeing sexual content on social media. Chris, you know what I almost never see by accident? <laughs> sexual content on social media. I we have we have unplanned potency social media accounts and I check them I check each one at least once an hour at the very least. And you know you know I couldn't even tell you the last time that I checked one of our social media accounts and accidentally saw a titty. <laughs> I just, it just the thing is the algorithms of social media have been fine-tuned so much, like so specifically to defeat this problem that it I I'm not convinced that this problem exists anymore. Like, if you go to YouTube, if you do anything remotely sexual on YouTube, you, your your videos get demonetized. They stop recommending them. If you even swear excessively on YouTube now, they stop recommending the videos. I I have seen, in a, like, sexual content on Twitter and stuff, but it has almost always been because I landed there from somewhere else. Like... I'm I am never scrolling through Twitter and it's just like titties. On the rare occasion I may see and this is just because I might be on a profile that has something to do with anime conventions or something like that. I may see a scantily clad woman doing cosplay or something. But by and large I just do not think this is an issue. <laughs> And I, I really want to know what situation the person who made this hot take has ended up in that they perceive this as an issue. Because they, mu- they, they have to have done something by their own accord or be following someone who is causing this issue for them. Because Twitter, even if it, they even have an AI that will flag things like that looks at images whenever you upload them, and if it thinks there's something in it, like a dick or something, it'll blur it out and make you accept something before you can even see the image. And half the time, that happens on pictures that aren't even remotely uh, like sexual in nature. So I, like I said, I just have a hard time believing this is actually an issue for someone. But what about for people who want to look at topics such as cosplay? And they want to see really cool outfits, and they want to see really cool cosplays of their favorite characters, but instead they get a woman in a bikini with like an eye patch and be like, I'm Jack Sparrow. And she's got like a hat on and like a parrot. And it's like, that's not Jack Sparrow. That's you in a bikini with a pirate eye patch. But it pops up under cosplay with 10,000 likes because it's a hot woman in a bikini. Is that fair to I, them? I think that's not... I don't think that's an issue with social media. I think that's an issue with the cult... With, like, the group that they found themselves in. Because if you if you look at a video of an anime convention... I've actually never been to a convention where there would be a lot of cosplaying. But if you look at just any random video of a convention... that 
like a third of the people in the crowd are like that. And so I don't think that's an issue with social media. I think that that's just an issue with these groups that these people have chosen to involve themselves in. And the issue here is not with social media. But what about with things like Twitch, where hot tub streaming became a thing that got a lot of viewers, where bikini streams got a lot of viewers, titty streamers were a thing in the earlier 2000s that Twitch had to actively fight. Is that not an issue where young adolescent teens get on Twitch and see sexual content being basically advertised to them? Okay, so now I think we have to get into what is causing the issue and why the sexual content is is an issue. And is the sexual content an issue... The only reason is the re- that I can think of is the reason that you just said, that minors or young people may end up on social media and accidentally see, be exposed to this stuff or have ac- too easy of access to this stuff. And because if you're an adult, like if you're a functional adult, then just don't. Just don't watch it. Like, don't click on it. Just do something else. If, and so I have a hard time believing that that's a real issue. You have an issue with your self-control, if that's an issue. But if you think that there's an issue with young people being exposed to it, I think that the issue of young people using social media goes beyond that. I don't think the sexual content on social media is the issue. I think if, if having... Letting people who are too young to be exposed to sexual content have unsupervised access to social media is a bigger problem to me than the sexual content that they might be exposed to. But because Matt, what if they just want to communicate with their friends? Then they can do it the way that we did it before social media was a thing. They can call their friends. They can text their friends. They can go see their friends if they live close enough. And I think that's a healthier method of interaction than social media is. Social media by itself, I think is way more dangerous than sexual content of like, period. Because horny teenage kids are going to be horny teenage kids. It doesn't matter. They're going to class all day staring at other kids' tits and butts and stuff and they don't even have to be out in the open for that to happen that's just being a teenager like i think the damage that social media does in the like in having just unrestricted access to constant entertainment whether it be of a sexual nature or not is way more harmful to kids than seeing titties like a hundred percent so yeah uh at this point i don't think i can fight for this stance anymore because it's absolutely i i agree with you i don't think there's it's an issue of too much sexual content on social media it's what social media is in in general i think that can be a problem um as to the point of this hot take yeah i don't know how you're seeing a lot of sexual content if you're not looking up sexual content um twitch is a place where that can happen but again, you're you might see a thumbnail. Okay, don't click on it. Um, I think Twitter, Instagram, I think TikTok is probably the one that may be the largest issue where you have a new account and you're just scrolling through and it's exposed to you, just like a girl dancing. But as long as you don't like those videos and you just scroll past them, TikTok will stop showing them to you. 
they feed you the stuff that you comment on and the stuff that you like and interact with. Um, so yeah, I really don't think that this is an issue. There is plenty of sexual content on social media if you want to go look for it, but yeah. I don't oh, think sure. that those platforms are just exposing it to people willy-nilly. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, if you're this person and and you are concerned about the amount of sexual, sexual content on social media because you're afraid that your kids might see it, stop letting your kids have unsupervised access to social media. It's not good for them. It gives them an unrealistic view of the world. It's not good for their mental health. No. And I think lots and lots of studies are coming out that reinforce this. Yeah. Don't let your kids have unsupervised access to no. social media. Watch <laughs> your kids. Take care of yeah. your kids. Supervise them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, Matt, uh, that is hashtag hot take debate. <laughs> um, and I think to the viewers out there listening, uh, we appreciate you listening. Matt, do you have any closing statements on any of these subjects? Uh, closing statements on any of these subjects. No, I think, I think the ones that I actually felt passionate about, I think I probably went too long and ranted about, <laughs> like the last one. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to revisit any of them. Um, I, I will go back to the military. If you're in the military or you know someone who's in the military, I don't have any disrespect for them. And if I, I respect them giving, like putting themselves in danger and doing that. Uh, for us and the military does do good things for some people like some people that is where they should be and where they find their calling and stuff and that's great i i the big the thing that i take issue with is i think that there's a predatory nature to a lot of the branches of military and coming into places where they're very young adults who are not equipped to make those decisions yet yeah and i don't yeah. I question that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think both colleges and the military both fall into that category. Honestly, yeah. I think that that's a real point that we brought up is that uh, people take advantage of young adults entering adulthood after uh, high school. And I think that that is a whole subject in of itself. Um, but yeah, that that's a real problem. But as to the military itself, uh, I, you know, there are people doing a great service. Um, and serving the country, protecting the country. So well, we here at Unplanned Potency respect that and appreciate your service. Um, but, you know, as with all good things, there are issues. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I think I had to say about that. Uh, I will do a little bit of housekeeping before we wrap up. Let's do it. Um, if you follow our social media pages, you'll have seen that Potency Plays, the gaming channel that we've been talking about for the last month or so. We are going to take a hiatus or an indefinite hiatus from doing that on a weekly basis because, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's any reason to not be forthcoming about it. It took a lot of time and people weren't watching it. And yeah. I don't think that the amount of time that we were putting into it really... Uh, made up like i don't think we were getting enough value out of the time we were spending on it no. uh, so we've decided to stop doing that it may come back at some point in some way it just probably won't be on our regular schedule um so if that was something that you enjoyed watching sorry 
but I mean, there's five episodes there. You can go watch those if you haven't yet. <laughs> and there will probably be something else at some point. It's just not going to be regularly scheduled like it was. Yeah, so. we've got to figure out exactly what we're doing with Pondency Plays. Um, from my perspective, it was definitely taking up more time than Unplanned Pondency. And it was yeah. meant to be um, a platform to help draw people into this podcast, um, which is the real, the real project that we're, we're working on. Um, so the scheduling kind of got lopsided there. So, uh, working to balance that out, make sure that the podcast, which is what we want to put effort into is getting the attention it deserves. Um, and what, or what potency plays ends up being is up in the air for the future, but I, I doubt it's just going to sit there and rot away. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably do something with it. But yeah, like Chris said, I don't think we want to. We don't want to get distracted and spend too much time in the places that aren't the most beneficial to be spending time on. Uh, with that said, there is new stuff on the merch store. Um, if you go check out unplannedpotency.com and go to the merch page, there's t-shirts and mugs and crap with the new Unplanned Potency logo on it. Uh, I hope everybody likes the new Unplanned Potency logo. Yeah. I, Apple podcast i still can't get the cover art to update i have tried everything i've gone i've gone as far as deleting our rss feed from apple podcast and re-adding it and it still uses the old one and i don't understand why that's strange <laughs> so if you listen on apple podcast you're still looking at the as of right now you're still looking at the old logo i'm trying to figure that out i don't know what the deal is but yeah anyway i'm playing com. uh links to all the social media pages and the merch store um, uh, I think that's all I've got, Chris. Anything you want to say? Uh, thank you very much for watching. Uh, we know that more people are tuning in, and we really appreciate it. It's awesome that you're listening and uh, enjoying the content. Uh, so thank you very much. It means a great deal to us. Uh, yeah, yeah. People have been listening, and go follow the Twitter because the Instagram. Whenever we post things to Instagram, like it gets several likes from different people who i mean some of them are people that we know and some of them aren't people that we know personally yeah. but the twitter just gets like absolutely no love at all yeah. so if you follow on instagram and you listen to this or something go follow the twitter if you have one because it's lonely and, and sad <laughs> over there <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you very much for listening and uh we'll talk to you next time yeah bye bye